Welcome to the Red and Black League Boys High School Hockey Podcast. On today's show, we'll sit down with legendary coach Mike Randolph from Duluth East, third-round draft pick of the Vegas Golden Knights, Jackson Hallam, and we'll talk games of the past, games of the future, and we'll do some pick'ems. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire So that was take three of the intro. Damn good one, I might say. (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're... We're just going up and up each week. Yeah, that might have been your best yet, Tony. Uh, yeah, the only reason it was good is because you said you were going to cancel me if I didn't get it right. <laughs> the thought of you introing the show scared the oh, crap out of me. Oh, wow. Anyways, Tony's had a long week um, this week because he's been stuck in the super rink of Blaine running the Squirtacular. And just for the record... We have to keep parents out of the building until game time. Imagine 50 parents dying to get in to see warm-ups, and you have to be the bearer of bad news to not letting them in. And it just, it's just its not an easy job. And anyone out there who complains to the person at the front door, think about how many times they have to kick people out of doors before they're allowed to come in. And be nice. I'll just say be nice to them because if you aren't, the cops can call, be called, and we had a police incident this week. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Players to be named later. Slight incident. Yeah, well, I'll just say this. I now know why Lakeville South does a great job south of the river attracting people from certain programs. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> well, let's true. talk about some other newsworthy notes of this week. Um Saw that Irondale, talking about transferring, did not do a really good job at getting home last night. We don't know where they are. They could still be at the 35-30W interchange. Yeah. The little ramp thing, you know? Yeah, they're in a uh, their bus landed in a ditch somewhere south of Forest Lake, probably in the Scandia Columbus area. Yes. Um, and we do not oh, know it's a rough area. what happened after that. So if we can get an update, just make sure that you guys are okay. How crazy is it that every year Irondale either has a game or a practice or two during the Squirtacular, and I hook up with the Irondale guys and chat them up a little bit, and then what, 24 hours later they're in the ditch texting and they're <laughs> Snapchatting their girlfriends. I mean, it was the f- Did every one of the people in the picture was on their phone staring down their phone. Yeah. I wasn't terribly I'm worried. I'm in a ditch. I'm in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't I'm in a ditch. I'm playing a game. Yeah, like, yeah, we're doing. I could definitely see cribbage in one of the candy crush you know (laughs) (laughs) whatever okay so some other serious news um happened carl you want to go on this one yeah so um as we expected you know there was going to be some disruption this season we have at least two known teams that have had some major cancellations so we're still waiting on totino grace to play a game uh obviously we've been some degree of COVID outbreak there. Um, Blue Denfeld also has not played a game since their opener. 
and uh, also not sure they when they, they will it, get right? back. Does that suggest we, that they we, have it? Or they, we, we can confirm. Okay, all right. They definitely have it, yeah, to some degree. And we kind of yep. expected so this. So definitely some games getting canceled. We expected yep. this, didn't we? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it's just you're around people in a you know confined area for a certain period of time. We knew that this was going to happen. I mean, I know that I'm a and, ju- and, and who's to say this is happening due to hockey, too? It's good chance right. it's caught somewhere else. Yeah, and so if somebody has it, the team is now, you know, has that level one, you know, exposure. exposure. You know, maybe I'm just a jock, and I like sports, and all I think about is sports. When are you a jock? You know what I mean? Like, I, well, compared to the, my friends in the symphony, I'm a jock. Let's put it that way. But, like, I like sports, right? I work in sports, right? Why? Who decided it's a good idea for kids to go back to school? You know, it's just all that's going to be is more cases and more outbreaks and more people can't come to school and more people. I mean, why can't we just wait until the spring to go back to school? Or is that just because I want hockey not to get crossed up? I think that's because you want hockey not to get crossed up. Okay, good. See, that's the jock in me. The, like the, the insane numbers of students who are failing classes or. Or not showing up to class. Or just, yeah. (laughs) Kids should be in classrooms. That's my Uh, political take for the day. Yeah. For sure they should be, but it just seems that all that's going to do, and the more and more people are going back to school, we're going to have more and more outbreaks. End of story. Well, yeah, just more people interacting with each other, and that's how that happens. Yeah. So. So. Okay. Any other great news out there? Carl? Well, we think we have a state tournament, so that's good news. Didn't we report <laughs> Some details. that a few weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, I do believe Youth Hockey Hub you know, got most of the details right several weeks ago, but we have uh, additional confirmation now. Uh, we're looking at a tournament most likely in the final week of March, rolling into the first week of April, kind of overlaps there. Uh, but the plan at this point uh, to be voted on at the MSHSL board meeting on February 4th, so the proposal is for state quarterfinals for boys on the 30th and 31st. So that's a Tuesday and Wednesday, so it'll be more drawn out than usual because mm-hmm. uh, girls are happening at the same time at the Excel Center. So wait, now explain um, to me that. So how would the girls and the boys, because they have to play at the Excel Center per state law, mm-hmm. the girls playing yeah. there too? Yep. So, yeah, so that's why it's starting on Tuesday, and then we'll be stringing the, well, the, now eight, well, 16 quarterfinals over two days. So, so would Class yeah. A semis getting played on Thursday? Would they, wait, wait, well, let me stop. Would yeah, they well, play eight semis games are a now, day? Yeah, they would have to play eight I a mean, day. do the math. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's eight a day. That means yeah. they're going to be playing at eight in the wow. morning. No, no. Yep. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, that's weird. That's why I keep going. It's got to start on Monday. <sighs> if the first round games are girls and boys well, are all wait, played, wait, at the no, XL. no, hang on. So sorry, no, I, I, I can revise this. Girls quarterfinals will be on the twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Boys on the thirtieth and thirty first. Twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Yeah, so in the previous week. Oh, but oh. both the semis in both classes, however, are happening on April first and second. So there will be. Cool. Eight semifinals across two days. 
So I'm that, okay that with that. That's, that's, that's normal. Yeah. So the girls have to wait a week. Yes. Ooh. So their quarters yeah. are going to be like on Friday, Saturday, because the Wild leave. The Wild play 22nd, 24th. So they're going to play the 26th, like Friday, Saturday? Yeah, so 26th, 27th is, yeah, Friday, Saturday. That's cool. And then they will so wait the girls until will play, Thursday, Friday. Like Class A would play on Friday at the X. Ooh, Class AA cool. would play Saturday in the X. And then they would wait like four days before. Oh. And then the other thing that came out of the article is no constellations. It's one and done. Nope. I don't, yeah. And no banquet, I'm guessing, so too. So 02 barbecue doesn't make sense. 01 here. barbecue. <laughs> no. Oh, and we, we need a new rhyming word. Um, <laughs> One and done. Yeah, but, the, but the semis are on Thursday and Friday, the 1st and 2nd of April, and then the championship games, you know, all four championship games, Class A and AA, boys and girls, will be on Saturday and 3rd. I would love to be a fly on the wall. Is that the right word? Fly on the wall to hear how they're, what yeah. order they're going to play those games. Champion- well, think about how the championship. How are they going to do it? Yes. If there was people... Okay. That would be the greatest day ever. Oh, that would be so cool. Because either you do girls only in the morning, which would yep. be awesome. It, I say you bookend them. You, I say you bookend them. Put the class A, a boys and, and the two girls in the middle and the double A boys at the end. That's how I would do it. But you have to clear the hmm. s- session, though. That's why it's all for, about the. For all, from all 150 people? Yeah. <laughs> Well, one of my sources will call him, who's on the board, um, tells me that they're going to shoot for, they are shooting for Minnesota Wild standards for the state tournament. Whatever the Wild standards Which are. are um, whatever they are. In the for those standards. of us who never watched the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> well, they aren't very much at all right now. I mean, I think it's just friends yeah. and family right now. Yeah. It, you know, but it's but if, you know, they're going to push hard. The, wild, the My point is, if it were a wave, they're going to try to get on that wave. So if they get the 10%, like the sure. Packer game today, if you get to 10%. That was 10%? That was 15. That was, was, was 9,000 people. That looked like more than 9,000 9,000. Well, according to them, 9,000. Uh, yeah. Just like at the Squirtacular squirtac- <laughs> day, there were 68 people at the Squirtacular final today. Just 68. That's all that were in there. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So I think my point is, is that would be – would, I'm dying to see, and if it all ever unfolds and it gets that way, how cool that Saturday would be. I could just sit back and watch – Four state finals in one day it would be cool. That would be really cool. But the double A boys has got to be last. Nobody cares really what the other order is. It doesn't I, matter to me. Well, it's the it's the premier game. It yeah, it is. doesn't matter to me after that. Yeah. I think it'd be cool no matter how they do it. Yeah, but I would like the girls in the middle because it would generate more interest for those games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, anyway, um, interesting. Great, great article. Great facts. Glad that we were part of it because I think for 13 days there was silence basically from the board. Yeah, and we still don't there know. was. It was crazy yeah. silence. Like, yeah, I thought the next day or two the thing was going to pop, and it just sat there. I'm like, mm, maybe mm. we're not going to have a state tournament. And it's good to hear this. Yes, for sure. All right, what's next? I think we're doing Carl's top. Oh, 10. I said this off air, and just for the record, I couldn't do a top 10 this week to save my life because they're so, so hard this year. You got teams, this conference only stuff. 
You got the COVID, and you got teams that like a Benilde. I mean, let's let's they play everybody. And a Rosso that plays nobody. nobody. <laughs> so how do you rank these teams? It's and then and then you got Hill Murray and, and Rapids is a is a good indicator. So I am excited. I'm like a little kid in a candy store. I can't wait to hear. We should load how this some music out. in there for Carl's rankings. I know. We I know. Should. We do have we I need a few songs on here. Yeah, the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That would be like good. One reverse order. Yeah. I, there's a chord I'm missing that to upload music, and I just haven't gotten to it. <laughs> Greg next, came next in week. here, put maybe next this week. is it right here. I don't. Okay, who knows. now, All right. now we got sleep deprived Tony. All right, here we go. <laughs> number one. <laughs> oh, everyone number knows one what number one's going to be. Yeah, yeah that's that easy. easy one. Okay, two is the mystery. Yeah. Number two, you're gonna like this. We've got Lakeville South. Uh, are we ranking the hockey team or their Twitter feed? Twitter feed's good. Their Twitter feed's in number both. one. Number yeah. one in the state. No oh yeah, question. no doubt, no yeah. question. About Very that. accurate, on time, yeah. great, great, great guy running it. I chatted with him last year. Um, yeah, but uh, the reason I put them there though is they have outscored their opponents twenty-eight to one, and sure they're not great opponents, but they're okay relative to. Some teams are playing, so which makes the uh, Prior Lake. Whenever they play Prior Lake, will be a game to yep. be at for yep. sure. Okay, three. Right. Number three, Creighton Durham Hall. Mm, I knew it was coming. Yeah, it was coming eventually. They got to go. I'm going on this record. They got to go eighteen and zero. They do. If they yeah. go sixteen and two, they're still like a three, four, five seed in that section. If no, they go eighteen and zero. They go 18-0, they're number one. I saw the five or four seed this week okay. and last week. All right. Another team we got to see is St. Louis Park. Got to, I got to so see my, 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 my fun comment on my top three is all three of those teams could go undefeated. Yeah. None of them play outside their conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as we'll hear later, the highest ranked team that any one of them plays is currently ranked number 10. <laughs> okay, keep going. That's a good so, question. Who the number ten is? Because I don't see Maple Man Centennial after. No, it's not Centennial. Ah, uh, no. We'll get there. It's going to be Lakeville South. So, number, yeah, okay. number four is St. Thomas Academy. Yep, I'll yeah, take that. Yeah, I think that's okay. They had a. Did they have a close game with Hastings? And Tartan. They had a close game with Hastings, so yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, we, we interviewed Jackson Hallam later on, and we asked him, you know, if... He thought a, it was a close game. Yeah, he thought it was a close game. He so did, yeah. It, it just, Everyone seems to think it's a close, close game. game. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number five is Grand Rapids. Hmm. That makes... Wait. But, I mean, like, what is that song? Moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they weren't in the top ten... Hot child in the city. Wow. That's a big jump. Big jump. Sorry, Carl. I just yeah. had to yeah. jump at that one. Huh. Hmm. We'll see if it lasts. Uh, <laughs> wow. Number six, Eden Prairie. Wow. What's oh. the song of that? What's your song with that one? Goodbye, girl. <laughs> Goodbye, yellow brick road. Wow. <laughs> One it's game and they just karaoke dumped hour. them, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. One yeah. loss and they just got to, dumped. To a perennial rival powerhouse. Yes. Uh, you know. A, 14 a, a state championships. Who tied, who tied St. Louis Park. 
and got shot up by Manitonka. And St. Louis Park, mind you, almost got beat by Kennedy this week. Kennedy, yes. Kennedy. Yes. I have that. Red flags. (laughs) All right. Number seven has been illed. I like them more than that. I I do too. But okay, sure. They're in the six six double A, so it's hard to get too excited or too too high, too low. Anyone in that section? Yeah, and they have okay wins for Matabiri and Blake, but we're waiting for them to play that next level too. All right. Uh, Number eight is Hill Murray. Mm Hmm. I think that's a fair spot right now. Yep. Number nine is Rozo. Wow, and I can tell you 10 is. You gave us a hint. Can I guess who 10 is? Because I think that's yep. a little go low. Um, would you take money and go into a building and maybe smoke <laughs> cigarettes? <laughs> the long ones? <laughs> <laughs> or and go into a slot machine? Is that Am I, am I getting warm? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you, if you, if you and if you were to bet on a tie with Rosemount, yeah, you'd, you'd get there. <laughs> <laughs> you'd get to 10. Wow, you were harsh, Carl, this week. I mean, you smoked the casino. You smoked Eden Prairie. Yeah, I don't know which yeah, I mean, which teams was he nice to. Uh, Lakeville South, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Creighton, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, Creighton was toiling with with. Park Cottage Grove this week, and they're now number three in the state. That's a bit high, I, I think. But uh, and Eden Prairie six is a bit too low. There's my feedback. And in the casino, you can do whatever you want. And finally, you have the two teams that I snorted at you ten days ago, and now you finally <laughs> listened. Yes, Rozo and Grand Rapids are both in there. They just have way too many good hockey players in their team yeah. not to be in the top ten. And they're that was my things. that was my deal with you before the season on your preseason stuff. Sure, just too many yeah. elite we'll see how players. It goes. Yeah, it's 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 you know it's it's always hard at you know four games in to figure out you know is that you know random loss you know a sign of things to come or just a fluke. Right. The problem this year is we we may never know, or at least not until April. <laughs> yeah, we they just don't play each other. <laughs> we just don't know, but that, that was a good rankings, and I and I respect you because I couldn't do it myself because that's just way too hard. I have all my youth rankings I got to do tonight and tomorrow. <laughs> it's not easy. This isn't easy either, with especially with you know the COVID and everything else that goes into it. Not easy at all. Um, and I bet it wasn't easy for you guys to do an interview with a Hall of Fame coach like Mike Randolph. Um, great interview you guys got coming up. The interview sponsored by the Red and Black League. Red and Black League is a great league for any players in the metro area and now growing into the north and the northwest uh, parts of the state. Uh, uh, if you're interested in getting into some hockey, go to redandblackleagues.com. And a huge shout-out to those guys uh, for their support of our programming and love having those guys part of it because they represent all the players, not just some of the top players. Danny, take it away with a great interview with the Coach Randolph. Well, thank you, Tony. Yes, we are joined here with Duluth East head coach Mike Randolph. Mike, how's it going? Good. How are you, Danny? Carl, I'm sure you're around. <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Tony didn't feel like joining yeah. for this part of the show, but um, we'll explain that probably a little bit later. Um, but, yep, Mike, what year is this now at Duluth East? My 32nd year. 
So it, that's, it, that's, that's oh. longer than Danny and I have been alive. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count the two years at Denfeld, the two years at Cathedral, the three years at UMB, and the three years at Scholastica. So I don't know what that adds up to, but it's a long time of coaching. Uh, probably but a old, lot of fun. Older than Tony, even, too. Um, wow. So, yeah. So you're one I didn't of. I know that was possible. It's. Mike is proving all of us wrong. Um, so, Coach, you're probably seen as one of the most innovative coaches in all of high school hockey. I know, you know, like your system is unique. Your power play when you ran it with uh, Jake was super unique. I remember that one clearly. The 2 3 that you implemented um, a couple of years back was. Just it changed your whole season. Can you walk us through kind of how you developed your coaching system and um, all that stuff? Well, we come into every season basically. Uh, we have a pretty good feel because we do summer stuff of the kids and who they are and what their strengths are, what their deficiencies are. And we just come into the beginning of the season and basically let the players have a lot more rope and a lot more freedom to show us who they are and uh, what kind of team we're going to have. Fortunately, we play a, a, an excellent schedule, especially early on with Wyzetta, White Bear, and over you know top teams in the state. So you can really find out uh, what your strengths of your team are, what the makeup of your team are. And uh, we give them basic concepts to start out with. And over time, I think you need to play. For example, we're going to Rapids this Thursday. They're the best team in our section. Last year, it was Andover. Well, with our team, what kind of team gives us the best chance to win? Not that we're going to win, but the best chance to win. So, for example, in 2015, Elk River had the big team. And we worked from Elk River back. Uh, statewide, you don't worry about that because you probably won't see them in the, the top teams in the state because they'll go to the state tournament. You might not go. You better get out of your section first. So uh, that's kind of how we approach it every year. Uh, try and find a system that fits the team. I don't think you can come in to a season with a system because you really don't know your team till you see them play against top competition. And then they will show you your weaknesses and you correct them and you keep trying to correct them. And if you can't correct them, you better look at another system or another way of playing because if it's not getting better or it's not fixable, then you got to find other ways to give you your best, give the kids the best chance to be successful. Come sections, Carl. Sure. So where did where did that two three come from? <laughs> what was that idea? Uh, it was just something that I came up with. Uh, it's probably been played uh, other places, but I've never seen it before. I just mm -hmm. looked at our 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 defensemen. And we felt that we had to camouflage our defensemen against top forwards, which Elk River had. 
Yep. And by camouflaging it, you bring smart players like Luke Dow, uh, Matt Little. We thought we had the right. Uh, we tried different third guy highs, mm-hmm. and uh, Luke Dow was very good at it. Luke Dow was very good offensively, so we're given uh, something up on that end of it. But he was on the power play, and our power play came on fire at the right time. And uh, that style fit that team, obviously, or we wouldn't have got to the finals. And uh, we wouldn't have got out of our section, really. Uh, but to their credit, they didn't deviate from it. As you know, that year we were down by three to Elk River twice. Mm-hmm. We are down by three twice to St. Thomas. Yeah. We didn't deviate from it. And uh, I think the kids, the kids, first of all, bought in and mm-hmm. they saw the success of it. And uh, uh, it took us to the finals of the state tournament that year with, you know, with a team that we, we struggled scoring. So we had to tighten up defensively. And uh, I found over all the years, scoring will come and go. And that's why we've always had to emphasize defense first. No matter what great scorers you have, it, I mean, look at Spihar and the Apple Valley game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you just kids have a. It's very uh, tough to be consistently scoring three, four goals a game, especially come playoffs because everybody tightens up defensively. So. Uh, that just fit the 2015 team, and I'm a hockey nut, so I <laughs> sit and play with uh, hockey rinks and players, and put my players on the on the rink and figure out what fits this group of kids. So, <laughs> fortunately, it worked out for them. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about you mentioned how important that buy-in is, and so how much of a challenge is it to get that out of a high school team and over the course of your career, you know, how has that changed, just managing, getting those players to buy in? Well, the challenge is divorcing them from their parents. And that takes, <laughs> that takes a while, you know. Uh, you kind of tell them if your parent sits down with a piece of paper and starts diagramming a hockey rink, Tell them you got to go talk to your girlfriend, or you got to go to the bathroom, or you got to do this or that. Because if we have twenty coaches plus us, we got a mess on our hands. So basically, it's a process of getting them to believe in uh, the coaching staff, uh, understanding where the parents coming from. The parent really only cares about you. They really don't care about the team, and uh, you got to. In the end, you got to play the way we want you to play, or you're not going to play. Your parents not going to get you to play. I don't care who your parent is, and I think some of the success that I've had over the years has helped a lot. You know, back when I started coaching, there wasn't nearly the parent involvement there is now. Every parent can coach hockey, in case you didn't know. In fact, I told every one of my parents that I'm going to be quitting pretty soon, and I'm sure all of you are going to apply for my position, and then I can be a parent and watch how you coach. So the challenge, I think, and it's ongoing every year and never changes, is trying to divorce 
them from their parent when it comes to hockey. And some kids buy in, some kids don't. And in the end, you just hope you got enough to put a team together. So, Mike, last time we saw you, we were at Forest Lake, okay? And that was probably one of the last times that we were all together. How has your life changed with COVID, and how has coaching kind of changed with it, too? Well, it's what what's challenging for us. I'm not sure all rinks are run this way. You don't have the locker room, and the locker room is part of bringing a team together. Basically, our kids have they have to come dress. They got ten minutes to get ready for a game or practice. So they sit down in chairs and they're around the corner of the heritage. They're all over the place. There's no locker room atmosphere. There's no, and I think that that's a, a challenge for all coaches. The other team is in the other hallway, so you gotta, you know, you gotta kind of go player to player, and and you can't really talk as a team hmm. between periods or before a game. Uh, if you go on the road, you take two buses. Hmm. JV's on one bus. They leave an hour before the varsity leaves. They're on the other bus. That's another huge part of bringing a team together. We travel a lot, and we always stop at Cambridge. The kids get out, go to different places because their kids are always hungry. <laughs> so they just ate at the Heritage. Now they have to eat again at Cambridge in Cambridge, and then they get to eat after the game. So they're constantly eating. And uh, having raised kids, so I get that. But that's part of bringing a team together, and I think that's part of what uh, high school players enjoy the most about high school hockey, the locker room experience, the bus rides, bus rides home after a big win. Uh, Just that, that, it just feels so different. The mass thing's the mass thing, okay? Although I believe that considering the protocol right now, wearing a mask while you're playing and all that, we could have played in November. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we have to wait till January to play, but that's the way it is. We make the most of it. And, uh, I hope that before the season ends, we'll be allowed to use the locker room. Uh, I know some places are, <laughs> I won't mention them, but every <laughs> rink is inconsistent in the protocol that's used. That's the sad part. But it is what it is. I appreciate what Sherry does at the Heritage. I think our kids are safer there than anywhere. I don't think they're going to get COVID going to practice, being around the Heritage. I ran my summer stuff from July 1st to August 7th, and we didn't have one case. We haven't had one case to this point of the season. So hopefully that's consistent. I think the kids have done an incredible job of taking the responsibility of staying healthy and realizing that they need to, or they're going to be shut down. And I give them a lot of credit. They're reminded constantly of that. So, uh, those are just some of the, some of the the things that really are different and really odd. I mean, we go as a coaching staff in the locker room and we don't hear any music. We don't hear any laughing, any part of that. There's a real emptiness when it comes to that. 
All right. Well, let's let's talk about this season a little bit. So obviously, you know, last season was a weird and not particularly fun one for us to lose these people. And then this year, um, but you've got you know some fresh young talent. You've got a, a different kind of schedule. Um, what are you look? What what have you seen so far this year? And what are you looking toward as we you know, move through this season? Well, I'm looking forward to when we play uh, St. Thomas. We play Grand Rapids twice. Minnetonka in Minnetonka. I'm looking forward to the different parts of the schedule where we play really the top double A teams in the state so we can get an idea what we need to work on and where we stand. It's, it's different. I think, uh, uh, Louis Krenzen, uh, and Sean Rowe did an incredible job based on playing 18 games, knowing you can only travel so often putting as competitive schedule as we could uh, based on the guidelines. So uh, sprinkled throughout the schedule, we go to Moorhead, we go to St. Thomas, we go to Tonka, we play Rapids twice. Denfeld's really good this year. Uh, we play them again. We played them once already and tied them. Hermantown's always good. Uh, so we have a lot of really good games where we can kind of measure ourselves and see where we're at and hopefully playoffs take place and uh, we're ready for playoffs and uh, give it the best shot getting uh, back to a state tournament. Okay, Carl, if you're not going to ask it, I will. Hermantown <laughs> Rand. You, you can ask it. <laughs> that was a big concession this year. Do you, do you, are you looking forward to that game? Yeah, I am. I actually am because I know they're a very good hockey team and they'll push us to the end. Uh, uh, both teams haven't played each other for a long time, and this will be probably the only year we'll play each other until they come up to double A. Uh, so it's uh, based on what's going on right now. Um, we picked them up twice, play a home and home, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Well, I, I think that's all we have today. Thanks for coming on, Coach. Um, hopefully see you um, this season at some point, and good luck to your team. Thanks very much, you guys. Always nice to talk to you. Say hi to Tony and tell him thanks for showing up. Okay. <laughs> we will. Thank we you. Will. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks, you guys. I appreciate you guys throwing me under the bus like that during the interview. I uh, wish I could have been there to defend myself, but I couldn't. But, uh, you know, I can defend one thing, and that's the Red and Black League on this show. Uh, it's a great league for my son Jake played in there. You like that? You like that? I'm a great intro guy. I'm a great transition segue guy. You know, the Red and Black League's great league for lots of kids. I mean, we're talking J-goal kids, JV kids, varsity guys who play multi-sports. Helps your transition play because there's no checking. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Good league. Spring and fall. Check it out. Redandblackleagues.com. Really appreciate their sponsorship uh, to our show. What do we got going now? Games of the past. Mm. I got some juicy ones in got, here, you guys. I'm looking forward. I got a couple. Of, hopefully, if you miss them. Week. I got a couple written down. I call significant games that I tweet every night at the end of the night. I captured those, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let's hear it. 
Okay, let's start off with Moorhead 3, Brainerd 2 in overtime. That was the one! Okay. There's two Moorhead games. Huh. Yeah. 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 Nailed it. Yes. So um, this one's definitely significant for Moorhead, and we kind of learn where Moorhead's at in this section. Yeah. Uh, and we learn more about yeah. it later, I would say, in their second game of the week. Let's not talk about that yeah. yet, but this game was uh, an eye-popper for me for sure. Carl, what was your take? I was just going to give my fun spuds fact. Okay. They have never not been a top two seed. Oh, ever? In two-class hockey. In two-class? Two-class. Yeah. Yep. That's impressive. I think they've been to the section final mm-hmm. like almost every year. In, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I would have to I'd like that. to check it's, that It's stat. an absurd streak. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that, I would have to check that as well because it's, it's probably really deep. You know, um, when you see kids like Harper and Benson... And Ryerson, Aaron Ryerson scoring all their goals. What's that tell you? They're all sophomores. They were great man team last year. Yep. This is basically like a Bantam AA team trying to play against high school. It, it, That's it, how young they are. And they have good players. It's just it's not there yet. And I'm not uh, – we're not trying to diss on this program no, at all. They it's know. Just, They'll be the first to admit it. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, it's like like a certain a certain other northern AA program that – has had a lot of success over the past couple decades. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. St. Cloud Cathedral 2, Monticello 1. This is interesting. Okay, I'll get to both of these schools later. It's just a cross-section game. Alexandria 3, Sartell 2. That's one of the biggest that's ones. That's an eye-popper. That's, that's, that's top two or three of the week. Yeah, this is a huge game in Five, or six, six a. a, yeah. This is it really start. Alex is in the uh, the front runner now for the number one seed here. Absolutely, and, and it's because of this game. Well, they still got Little Falls. They got you know. I know, but this yep. yeah. they're they're the number one seed until Little Falls beats them at this point. Correct, because Little Falls plays Sartell this week, and they need to beat Sartell now. Yep. So yep. and and this would be those. I mean, imagine Danny. This is you know we you and I are big six A guys. You yes, know, we, we've seen Apollo, we've seen Cathedral, we've seen Alex. Well, we've because seen, we like going to the match. Getting out, but yeah, we like to get out there yeah. and, and see mm-hmm. some games. And they're always it's good section battles. This would be the year we would go watch Little Falls and Alex or Little Falls. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, this would yeah. be the year. Yeah, and I know. it kind of bums me out that we're. Because we would make a road trip we and call a game on yeah. like a Tuesday. For we, sure. we, we we've done it every year. Mm-hmm. So I uh, think we that's, have that's we, we, we all got to watch a, a Little Falls game this week. Yeah, and that was yes. my uh, that was my next one. Um, Little Falls three, Princeton, Princeton which is two. A major question mark to me. Yeah, it, it, but um, first off, we want to give a shout out to our boys in Little Falls that were calling the games. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, <laughs> for listening to the show last week because. And we and watched you guys. About for about five minutes. All yeah. three yeah, of the yeah. losers on this show were watching <laughs> the show, and we texted each other. Did Jay. you just hear they talked about us on the show? <laughs> on the game, and we're like, what? <laughs> they, what's me? Going on? <laughs> and the best part about that, those guys. They were really good. They That's... were good. And then after the game with Tony Kuchar, usually go down for a post-game yeah. review. It was a post-game like monologue with Tony Kuchar. It was <laughs> about, unbelievable. About podcast. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> yes, they like pull out a podcast after the game, talk for like twenty minutes. I'm like, are the players still in the locker room waiting for? No, them? they're in the lobby. Okay, oh, yeah. they're in the lobby. Probably. Oh yeah, they're not in the locker room. <laughs> Socially distanced. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, keep going, Danny. Um, Northfield 3, Mankato East 2. This was a pick'em game for us. Yeah, let me see who picked that one. Um, next here. game that I have. Oh. oh, here they are. I got that one. You guys all got that one wrong. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, Benilde 3, Monomedi 2. There were moments. Uh, I was watching most of this game. There was moments that Benilde should have taken it away. And like, Mon- Monomedi stuck around. around. And, and, I mean... Good on Benil for getting three past. Um, oh, how did ben I? Dardis. Dardis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I blanked that, but good on that. But really, I this was an impressive uh, performance. I think for Monomita, you know, putting, you know, what were they? The number seven team in your class two A, yeah. keeping them yep. in one goal. I mean, this is a team to continue to watch out for in class A. Yeah, oh, yeah. I uh, saw a Class A rankings this week, and I don't remember who it was, but they had East Grand Forks outside of the top ten. That's funny, actually. It is. It's just yeah. it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. That's um, weird. I know. Okay, second Moorhead game of the week. St. Michael Elbertville 4, Moorhead 3. Which is huge because they don't play twice. Yeah, I th- no way. No, they don't. No way. So that's huge. Huge. Okay, so I'm kind of looking. Last time they weren't in a section tournament was... They do play a second time. They do? Yeah, they do. Oh, good. That's good. Last week of the season. Um, So the last time Moorhead wasn't in a section final was the year 2000. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? 21 years. It's been a while. Okay. Um, okay, this one was a shocker in 2A, Providence Academy 4, Breck 1. Okay, that one was a, whoa. Great for Providence. Yeah, Providence, a really good win here. I mean, the traditional powerhouse, obviously a Breck. Which tells you they are no longer. A traditional powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, that one one was a shocker. what it tells me is that 2A just continues to get more and more watered down. Yeah, I'm going to – can I save my 2A take for a little bit mm-hmm. later? Um, but, yeah, I completely agree with that. And I went early on a Southwest Christian a couple years ago, and I'll eat some crow on that, but I think this might be the year. And I know Southwest we'll Christian guys. beat Holy Angels. I know. That's week. my point. I, I like, didn't note that score, but, yeah, they, they you know. did have a good win this week. Um, Minnetonka four, Edina zero. I was watching some of this. It had no announcer, so it was just kind of hard, hard to, to follow. It because, is hard because I don't I don't have roster sheets in front of me, and it's just and you it's tricky. It was a fisheye lens too. Yep, and it's just, it's tricky to watch. But um, it, it did look like Minnetonka was a really good skating team, and I got to see them this weekend, and they are a good skating team. Where was that game? Was it at Pagel? Pagel. Okay. Pagel. Right. It was cold. <laughs> Always is. Yes. Um, St. Francis 2, Monticello 0. Was that the one where the goalie had like 60 saves? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep, it was. Cool, though. Yes. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Monticello has good been in the Francis. thick of a lot of stuff lately. They have. None of it good. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have Shisago, too? Did they tie Shisago? Uh, they did tie Chicago. Okay. I think I'm getting to that in a little bit. Um, give me one second. Uh, okay, Eden Prairie 5, Wyzetta 2. 
that's just a normal, boring like conference game to me. Is what it seems like. Good hockey, though. Good hockey. Just yeah. you can't learn a lot from Lake Conference. No. Unless the team goes undefeated. Then I learn something. Exactly. But they always seem to beat each other up. Okay, how about this eye popper? Rogers ate Champlain Park 2. Huh? <laughs> I had, <laughs> because of our Brianna, I had a lot of Rogers and Champlain Park and St. Michael kids working this weekend at the <laughs> Squirtacular. I happened to have Three uh, Champlin kids in the building on Friday morning. When was the game? <laughs> it was Thursday. 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 Yeah. Thursday. They were roasted by noon by me. Put it that way. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> eight to two to Rogers? You know, they were. They could not believe it. It's like it was. They said everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Um, here's a fun one. Rogers cracked by top twenty-five. Oh. oh. They're again like Moorhead. Their Bantams were awesome last year, and they have a lot of sophomores that are going to contribute this year. So get ready. Um, this was an outdoor game, Cambridge. Cambridge. I, I Glad you called. Um, that. Great. I call. think it was a two to one over Princeton for Rusty. Yes, <laughs> trophy game. Yes. Are you guys right? Am I crazy when I say we need, need more trophy back. games? We yes. need them. We need more trophy games. Yes. yes. I know and, that. And then and then when we get to too many, we can also say too many trophy games. Kind of like college football. Like, well, yeah. Eh, we don't need a governor's bell for the gopher Penn State, do we? Yeah, no. that's, that's too it, stupid. Well, I was so yeah, you can't manufacture it. Yeah. I know when I when Nebraska moved over to the Big Ten, I was in college and I was excited. I was like trophy games, and then yeah. they go Heartland of the Midwest, terrible, or whatever. Terrible. It was like pull the ripcord aboard. aboard. Yeah, it should be like a corn stock Never or mind. something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who produces more corn between our states? <laughs> That's stupid. Yes, I agree. Um, okay, Fergus Falls four, Sartell three. That that's one. the that's number. The one. No, I got I got more. You got better. You. I got better. This one was a shocker, at least to me. Mm. Fergus is, you know, now they're making a play at a three four seed yes. after this. Yeah. Um, how, like Sartell, come on, Sartell. Yeah. Bantam State Tournament two years ago, they were legit, and this, all the same guys are there. What happened? Did you guys take your skates off two years ago and stop playing? Come on. Um, Creighton Durham Hall 7, White Bear Lake 1. That's your eye popper? No. Okay. No, I You're got saving more. it up? I saving it up. For all right. Um, but it's in the crock pot right now? <laughs> it's, it's in my sous vide. Simmering? Oh, it's- no. <laughs> Weird cooking germs with Danny and Carl. (laughs) Um, No, I just thought this was, this is Creighton's probably biggest competition on their schedule, and they running time them. It's impressive. It it might be Forest Lake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's if the Creighton's bus makes it to Forest Lake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) While you're on your way, see if Irondale's still in the ditch. (laughs) <laughs> um, they play this week, so that is... Forest Lake, Creighton? Yeah, yeah. Whoopee! Um, okay, and then I get to the weird 4AA stuff. Each, Eastridge 3, Moundsview 0. Okay, that's weird. 
It, like this it's is, I'm just, planting yes, seeds on this. I get okay? you. I know where you're going with this. Keep going. Keep going. Rosemount two, Prior Lake two, overtime tie. This is the one that sunk the casino in the rankings. In, it, for me, it mm-hmm. really makes three double A more interesting. It, if yeah, Rosemount, not yeah, bad. But didn't Rosemount go screw it all up against Burnsville or something? Later? No, but Prior Lake played no. Burnsville. Oh, it's per- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. And they did. It win. was close. It was yeah. close, but Prior Lake pulled away. Um, okay, Hutchinson two, yes, Delano this one. one was that's the number one. Oh. No, I got more. Yeah, better than that. I got better than this. I feel like this Keep is going. a shtick that we set up, but it's not. I swear to you, this is all. I got better. You got better than that. Yeah, but Hutch, come on. I'm gonna. Just I'm pausing here on the Hutch. One incredible win for 3A, and especially for yes. Hutch. This is a great win. Delano, the smoke in the cockpit, okay? And it's black smoke, yeah. and they are going down. I don't get it. it like, they were uh, unanimous uh, between us three. <laughs> they got everybody back. State tournament team. They got Bantams that were in state. I mean, this is – they have – they have youth coming up. I mean, this, everything. This this should be like one of the top three, four teams in the state. Yes, con- they they need to do something. They need to come to a non-denominational lord, you know, <laughs> because they're a public school. Okay. Yeah, regular. <laughs> they just they need to have that moment, and I don't know where it is in my. Uh, stance on 2A right now is whoever makes it from 2A into the tournament is not going to be ranked. Oh. Yeah, or seated. Seated. No question. Seated. Well, which is going to be one of the first. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, well, remember, you have 3A and Delano wins 2A. Come on. No. And, come on. No. And, right? and if we have a decent team out of one. Okay. I ran into Jake Hinnerman, the coach from Mount Westaka today. His son was in the Scortacular, and okay. he said Litchfield is legit. Then we're going to have one really good section final yeah. at Gustavus. Yeah. So he said they were good. Okay. But, so okay. Um, moving on, Andover eight, Elk River two. I thought that was a eye popper. That was a big yeah, win. Like Andover is not going away. Yeah. That be pretty decent this yeah, year. Yeah, that was just a big good. one. Good, okay. Um, Blaine 4, Anoka 3 in overtime. I just thought that was a, yeah. a, a yeah. closer than I it, it There's has been. There's just not a lot of talent. I don't talent think Blaine. we need to worry about Blaine this year. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying um, with that. <laughs> St. Louis Park 5, Bloomington Kennedy 4 in overtime. I laugh because St. Louis Park was on a roll. And, yeah. And then... It's, it's the a Bloomington Kennedy. Thing. I was in the. I had a bunch of the Kennedy kids in our in our room today, and when I was asking them, I go, "Come on, explain this to me." Yeah, you almost got running time by Jefferson, and you almost <laughs> beat right. And, and your he, best players playing yeah. what out in Bismarck? Where, yeah, where's Bismarck? Yeah, yeah. And how did this happen? You know, and then like I don't know. <sighs> it's hockey. Yeah. No, that's that's very. My point true. is, they should be getting up for Jefferson, and forgetting about they have no rivalry with St. Louis Park. Park. There's no connection there. No, none. Um, Grand Rapids two, Hill Murray one. That's Come a, comeback win too. That's a great the, win for Grand Rapids. It really is, and Grand Rapids is really less than a goal a game. I think they're averaging their opponents defensively. Yeah, which is impressive. Yeah. Uh, not 
not scoring a ton more, but yeah. <laughs> I will be in Grand Rapids on Thursday. So maybe oh, I will see you there. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we can have a little dinner in Yeah, let's plan on this. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can make that. we can make these arrangements off the podcast. Yeah, can yeah. you keep this <laughs> offline to use a Zoom term? <laughs> what? Yeah, let's take this con- we'll take this conversation offline. <laughs> some, that's not some corporate term. Oh yeah, that's that's we'll take that offline. Let's yeah. let's continue here okay. with what we're working on. Um okay, where was uh Chicago Lakes? <laughs> Chicago, 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 Chicago. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little slap happy. Every when time. Daddy's got to throw Chicago out there. It's a good day. Chicago, CL, CL Wildcats. You can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah. You cannot do it. Four, Monticello, four in overtime. This yeah. is a good. Good game by the Wildcats. There you go. Who share a rink with um, North Branch. Yes, they do. And so, um, no, I thought this is an important 5A game. Huge. Okay, here's my shocker of the week, Tony. And this is how the... Hutchinson and Fergus Rochester Lords. Six. I saw that. I saw that. St. Cloud (laughs) Cathedral, four. Unbelievable. The defeated are now undefeated this season in Rochester yes, Lords. They won another game. Yeah, they're three and oh. I gotta wow. look at their roster. I know because we do the Founders Cup for the last few years. I know every Rochester kid. Because yeah. they come through in A mm-hmm. or double A. I, yep. I know all these kids. I gotta look at that roster. Yeah, so I just thought that that one stood out to me and a really good win there for Rochester Lords and a obvious rebuilding year for Cathedral. No yeah. questions asked there, but just thought that it's was just a, so funny after the last five years of Cathedral. Yeah. You know, just spanking everybody. I know. Everybody. Well, in Lords also being like literally calling them defeated on last, like the section preview show last yeah. year. And then them on their Twitter handle going, we were called defeated. So we got that cone for us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's where I say that's a really good um, win for them. And that was the one that I was holding out for you, Tony. I still think that the Hutch is good. Hutch is so good, and Fergus. Those have such major bearing on the state tournament, where this is just more of an eye popper. It was just more of an eye popper. I'll agree. Okay, but I had to hype it. Ah, you did a good job. <laughs> okay, Centennial four, Champlin Park three in overtime. We learn a lot about Centennial with this score. Yes, we really do. We'll learn a lot more when they play Maple Grove this week. Yeah, and so we'll see if the transitive property holds true yeah. or if this was a bad game for Centennial, quote-unquote yeah. speaking. Because we'll the way that Maple Grove spanked Champlin to start the season. Yep. Um, why, wasn't, why didn't we take this that Centennial Maple Grove? Because no one would have picked. Centennial in the Maple Grove for Pickums for this week coming yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, that's true. All right. That's true. <laughs> I said that, and then you're like, nobody's gonna. Take I don't it. remember. <laughs> okay. Um. Next game, Roso five, Saint Cloud regular one, regular. <laughs> but Roso can just putting up points right now, and they're doing a really good job of it. I think they're one of the 
few offensive teams this year. Yeah. Yeah. And Carl and They're I were texting about this earlier. They're a wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, they can score. Benilde 5, Blake 2. Mm-hmm. So Benilde. Solid. Yeah, and Benilde's kind of aiming for the 1-2 seed right now um, with Creighton. I think if Benilde makes a lot more, very quality wins, they'll supersede an undefeated team How as well. How are the Dinas and Wazetas? going to get themselves out of the hole they're already in. It's well, hard. Playing, because, playing late conference games. Yeah, and those are the two ones and that, that I lost to Blake. Yeah. Yeah, the Wyzetta lost mm-hmm. to Blake. It just is going to haunt them for the rest of the season. How crazy would it be if St. Louis Park tied or beat Benilde? It would just, that whole section yeah. would be upside down. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't think Creighton would be too unhappy. No. <laughs> no. Um, okay, Wyzetta 4, Minnetonka 3 in overtime. I was at this game. Um, that Saturday? Yeah. Wyzetta looked like Wyzetta always does. Um, very consistent. They, they did pop the puck in the net a lot more than I thought they would in this game. But they were... They were the stronger team. I would say Minnetonka was young, yeah. and they need to just grow up. But, like, Beckett Hendrickson, he's big. And he's fast. Huge. He's good. He had, in our band of late league this summer, he led the league in scoring and missed a weekend. <laughs> Think about that. He had, like, 35 points. He would have, he would have, if he had he played all four weekends, he would have broken the league record. Yeah, he, he definitely stood out to me. But just... Um, Tonka as a whole, you could just it, it reminded me of a couple of years ago when they were had just, just moved. about to come in. Yeah, yep. because it, you could see the stars, and then you could tell that they weren't ready at that level yet. Yep, it, and they will be. They, it's just the second or third game of the season for them. So they could be the team in section two section Saturday that pulls the upset. I could definitely see. I that. see that too. Yeah. Um, Edina 3, Eden Prairie 1. This one, I did not see this happening on Saturday. Yeah, I obviously didn't see it. Oh, thank you, Tony. We know Um, that you were at the Squirtacular. No, but I I saw the highlights. I saw someone, I think Minnesota Hockey TV published the highlights of the goals. Sure. Um, It was at Eden Prairie, right? Yes. Yeah, and Langenburner scored for... The, the long goal for Eden Prairie. So, yeah, I yep. saw some of it, but obviously just highlights. Yeah. In, in yeah. So, Carl. I, was say, I made a comment on, you know, my rankings this week about Eden Prairie. You know, this is the team, you know, they've been in the state final the past two years. You know, they've clearly been one of the top teams throughout this whole time, but they've never run away with anything in that time. You know, they've always been taking losses here and there. They've had their lumps, and I think we just kind of need to accept that this is who Eden Prairie is. They're not, uh, you know, an Edina of a couple of years ago or a Minnetonka of a couple of years ago. That They're just not that dominant-type team. This group is not that. They're very good, but they're not that. I also think they're the type of team that's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll lace them up when it matters. I don't know if they're as deep either as the Edinas were. Or, they, or they were no. in the last two years. Yeah, because if you look at those Edina teams, those had the – like six two defensemen, two hundred and twenty pounds across the board, type of thing, and, and you just could, you couldn't get by them, and they would throw out just 
and Sammy Walker to Jet Jungles, and it's just talent, talent, yeah, talent. That's yeah. kind of been the Eden Prairie challenge over the past decade. I mean, they've had you know some of the very best players the whole time, but I don't think they've ever had you know eight to ten D one players the way some of the other teams have. Yeah, always it, just a, well, yeah. A here, Carl, sport. name a defenseman that played with Louis Rail and Nick Lieberman. Can't. Can't. Um. <laughs> I, I, I can't. You know what I mean. And so, I, I think that's that's kind of been one of their problems is they have, like you said, Carl, these top end talents, but then after that, teams have a, a way of finding uh, ways to get around that. It seems like right. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where I'm circling back to Ford Double A White Bear Lake Three Eastridge Two. So okay. And then the Moundsview 3, Stillwater 2. And so Moundsview, who lost to Eastridge, now beats Stillwater. Stillwater's yeah. not a top four seed right now. <laughs> no. No, they're not. And, and this is where it gets interesting even more when we start talking about Creighton. These are Creighton's opponents, okay? They're beating up on each other. <laughs> And not prettily, or whatever that word well, that is. word might be, yeah. It's going to be very hard to judge Creighton. And then Creighton goes into the death trap of death traps of 6AA. It's going to be really hard for them. And that's not an easy section. Any of those teams are an easy section, even the first round. No. You know, no, exactly. So. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried for Creighton. Um, and then the last game I have, Lakeville South 6, Lakeville North 0. It's obligatory Lakeville score um, there, but yeah, I think. Six rip, huh? Six rip. I think this yeah. kind of tells I, you. I knew it was getting away from them. I didn't realize they got to six. This tells you kind of what you need to know about Section 1 this year. It's it's decided already, I think. Yeah, but. Hastings. No faith in Hastings. Hastings is making interesting noise around the world. Didn't Hastings have a close game with St. Thomas? I can't remember. <laughs> I think they might have. I, I don't know. We'll have to ask Jackson coming up. Okay. I'll ask him that. I'll ask him. Okay. That's all I got for games of the past. That's it, huh? Wow, that was a lot of games. That was but, a lot of games. I, was... I know. But I think we're going to be filled with a lot of games this year just because we don't know what a lot of these things are going to be. So we have to kind of break them down. We got to break them down. Well, uh, uh, thanks, you guys. That was great. Uh, I'm going to take this segment and hand it off to Danny. Uh, He'll lead us into the interview with Jackson Hallam. Well, thank you, Tony. Yes, we are joined here today with senior forward from St. Thomas Academy and Michigan commit, Jackson Hallam. Jackson, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing just great. Thanks for coming on and everything. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so let's start it off. Come back. Your cadets are in the top five this week, according to Carl's rankings, I assume. Um, haven't looked at Carl's rankings and don't trust them mostly either. Um, so you come back to St. Thomas. Why did you come back for your senior year? Um, I just... I just really wanted a last chance at, um, you know, a state title with my buddies. And um, it's such a fun time um, to play with your friends and your your home school and uh, see all your teachers and uh, 
family, friends at the game. And at the end of the day, it's not – you don't have to race to go to juniors. Um, I played there a little bit after the Elite League, and um, I had a lot – I had a lot of fun. It was a really good experience, but I just really felt like um, I still had some unfinished business in high school, and I just really wanted to um, try to win a state title with my with my teammates, and I just – I just felt that was the right fit for me. So that's kind of why. Carl? So, Jackson, um, so, of course, you're a Michigan commit, and, you know, we were talking about this before the show off the air. You know, we're trying to figure out when the last time, you know, a, a Minnesota player went to Michigan, other than maybe a few people who went with Mal when he, you know, came from Tech who were to switch their commit. So mm-hmm. why did you choose Michigan? Michigan? Uh, I just feel like Michigan has a really good um, tradition of excellence. Uh, like my school, St. Thomas Academy, we're a school of excellence, and I just feel like <laughs> Michigan really, really suits me well. And um, it's not only really good in the athletic field, but it's also really good in the um, academics field. And um, I, I want to earn a good, good degree from a good institution. I feel like Michigan is a that school for me, and I really like the coaching staff. Uh, they're they're unbelievable, and uh, they, from the first time I met them, they treated me with respect, and they they felt uh, like the interest, they were their interest level in me was really high. So I just, I really felt like it was a good fit for me. And um, if you see all their players who they send on to the uh, NHL, it's they just have so many. So Dylan, like for example, Dylan Larkin, um, Rorinsky, uh, Pacioretty, like yeah, they have a lot. So uh, that's kind of why. But yeah, Michigan's just unbelievable school and in, um, in every aspect. So. That's kind of why I chose Michigan, but so yeah. so the quote "school of excellence" as referring to St. Thomas, Tony. I know you just yawned and threw up a little bit. Do you know who <laughs> said that in their Herb Brooks speech? And now it's like a motto for St. Thomas. No, Danny, tell H. me. H. A. Reed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I like A. J. Reed. <laughs> I know you do. But the only kid that I like. <laughs> Robbie Scott. <laughs> I like those two. <laughs> he got my attention with AJ Reed. I know, so that's right. that's kind of okay. why. Right. So no, that's uh, I I like that answer. And uh, really, Michigan. So uh, I know not many people, even in my class, went to Michigan at St. Thomas. So it's just it's a random school, even for St. Thomas, but it's a very good school as well, and it's known for that. I got put on the waiting list at Michigan. That makes sense. But they called me <laughs> like September 3rd, a little late then. But anyway, that's another story for another day. We're bringing up old scars. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Tony, do you remember when Do you remember when I was applying to the school? I was applying to the Ross Business School. Yes. And I called you and I asked if I could use that interview. Yes. That? that got you in, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. I there did you go, something. Cody. I couldn't get in, later, he, but he you did, Jackson. So, okay. So, what interview was this? Uh, no, it wasn't an interview. Uh, this was the, it was the. It was the interview we did last year before the state tournament. Oh, the 15 oh. questions, 60 seconds? Yeah, he nailed it. Oh, I thought you were referring to the time at Hockey for Life, Tony. Oh, that's another interview. You could have put that one in there, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I could. If, if I had to apply again to something else and I need an interview, I'll for sure use that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Um, what, Tony, you want to ask any questions? Yeah. I, I actually, I didn't know the answer, and Danny gave it before the show. I didn't realize this, but uh, I'd like to go through draft day. When you, What was your thoughts going into the draft? Uh, did you realize that you were cruising up the at least the uh, Vegas Golden Knights draft board or other teams' draft board? Or what were your thoughts as, uh, around the NHL draft that day when it all went down? Um. So like before draft day, I, I, I didn't really know what was going to happen because obviously I wasn't on central scouting and um, <laughs> you hear a lot about central scouting, like, oh, it's this really big deal. Like you have to be on it to get drafted. And I wasn't even on central scouting. So I didn't really know what to think going in, but then um, I, I was talking to my coaches kind of on draft day and they were like, yeah, I think you have a really good chance of getting drafted um, in the first four rounds. And I was, I was kind of, uh, I was I was really thankful and I don't know I mean nothing happened but I was still just really uh, I don't know it just felt really cool that I could be up for such an amazing thing um, and then I was walking to my class well I was so first I was um, watching the drafts on my computer in English class and then I shut it <laughs> off kind of at like the 80s because I it was passing hour and then I went to my economics class um, and all my, my phone just started blowing up before I even turned it on. Um, <laughs> and then everyone was like, geez, you just got, you just got trapped to the NHL. And I was, uh, I turned it on and it's, I saw my name at 91st and then um, Vegas called me and it was just such a surreal moment. And it was really cool to experience with my friends at school. And um, it was just a really, really cool. And then at, at the end of the day, um, after I did all the media stuff with Vegas, uh, they announced over like the, the over the whole school on the intercom, um, they were like, our, our St. Thomas Academy cadet Jackson Helm just got drafted 91st overall in the NHL draft. So it was pretty <laughs> cool. And then obviously, obviously all my friends and, uh, at the school and teachers, they were asking me a ton of questions and, um, it was really cool. And everyone was congratulating me and, um, yeah, like, Maybe at a public school that that wouldn't happen, but everyone at St. Thomas uh, for sure congratulated me, and um, they're just so friendly when it happened. And it was just such a surreal, cool moment. So yeah. Did you talk to? Mr. I could talk. I could talk a lot about it, but <laughs> it's kind of short. So did you it's talk really cool. to? I don't know. That day, did you talk to Mr. McCarthy, Bill McCarthy, who was a former NHL scout, too? Uh yeah, I talked to him a little bit. He just said, don't be nervous, and, um, you know, it'll all play out. And, I mean, it did. So, uh, yeah, he's a – Bill McCarthy's an unreal guy, and he's he's always helped me. And I don't think anyone at the school would ever talk neg- uh, negatively about him. So, yeah. <laughs> No, for sure. Um, okay. You want to do a lightning round session with Carl and I, Jackson? Yeah, sure. Okay, Carl, you want to go first or you want me to? I can. Okay. All right, so Jackson, what's your favorite rank? Uh, probably Hill Murray's rank. Aldridge. Oh. Um, favorite yeah. ga- game that you ever played in? Uh, probably Hill Murray again at same term state tournament last year. Yeah, fair. Sure. Uh, your favorite moment in high school hockey? Um, my first time probably going to the state tournament my freshman year. Um, favorite St. Thomas player growing up? Tommy Novak. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, least favorite high school hockey moment? 
Um, probably when we lost last year. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Favorite coach growing up? Um, probably uh, probably the Vanellis because I always looked up to them when I was thinking of going to St. Thomas. They're just legends at the school, and I always wanted to play for them. Favorite teammate? Uh, Jared Wright. Favorite Christie? Or, or actually, actually, favorite Ooh. teammate probably Brennan McFadden too. Oh. I, I love that guy. Yes. He's, yeah. The McFaddens I'm are, sure you guys. are. Yes, I'm. The, I, the McFaddens are a well-known clan at St. Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite Christie? Probably, probably Robert because I've been on a team with him longer. I've, I've played with him two years. I'm glad you didn't say Rose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carl. Least favorite teammate. Um I don't probably well it's kinda like a love hate. Probably Luke Herzog, but like I also love him. Like he gave, <laughs> when I made it my freshman year he, he was kinda hard on me, but um it was like a love hate rela- relationship, so I don't know. Yeah, you got. He's you a great well, guy. Though. You did well on that one. Um, top player in the state, other than you, uh, Jared Wright. Uh, would you call a game that is two to nothing with five minutes left a close game? Um, two to nothing with five minutes left. Yeah, I would yeah. probably call it a close game. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I'm taking a dig at whoever runs your Twitter, by the way, there. <laughs> uh, um, toughest goaltender in the state? Um, I probably have to – well, can I, can I say my own goalie? Yeah. Sure. I think he's – yeah, I'll say Carson Lardy. Okay. That's all I have, Carl. What do you got? Uh, end it the same way we ended last week. Uh, what's St. Thomas going to do this year? Um, win a state title. There we go. There, we, there go. we go. Two for two. Two for two. All right. Uh, so, so one of them was lying. One of Kyle or uh, Jackson here was lying. So yeah. We'll <laughs> maybe both. Is, yeah. Maybe both. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, Jackson, you want to s- stick around for pickums um, with us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's let me go over some games that are not pickums for us. Um, Delano needs to right the ship immediately against Orono. <laughs> um, tigers have no stripes. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, we we did talk about that. Right now. Um, St. <laughs> Louis Park-Benilde play. That's a big section game. Um, trying to see what's uh, Duluth East and Grand Rapids. Little I'll be at that game, mm-hmm. by the way. In the band. Mm-hmm. Um, so will I. Little Falls and Sartell. Rosemount, Lakeville South. Centennial, Maple Grove. And I put Holy Family in Prairie on there, too, because that's going to be interesting. It's kind of like a Hermantown Duluth-East game. Don't you know, do like that. It never happens, so you got to talk <laughs> yes. about it. Yes. Right? right? Okay. You want to do pick Stoney? Let's do it. All right. Game one. Uh a in, in youth hockey, it's District Two rivalry. What is it? Is it Suburban East? Is that what yes. they are? Suburban East, Suburban East game. White Bear Lake and Stillwater. Um, I'm going to say that Stillwater is going to rebound from their loss to Moundsview and win this one. 
Danny, you're up. Um, I'm going to go the same. I think Stillwater does rebound and tries to gain the second seed in this section. Carl? Um, I don't know. This is it's, it's 4AA is rough right now. Um, after Hill, it's like a mess, mess, mess of Stillwater, White Bear. East Ridge has been okay. Um, I'm struggling here, but I'm going to go with White Bear just to fact not be like Tony and Danny. The fact you threw East Ridge out there really impressed me that you knew that they were in that section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, Jackson, who do you got in this game? Uh, I'll go Stillwater as well. All right. Carl is the anomaly. I'm, All right. On an island. <laughs> we had a special segment this week. It's called the Edina Hill Murray Home and Home Doubleheader, but we're not going to pick one of the games. You have to pick a sweep. So you have to really feel strongly about one of these two teams. Or in Jackson's case, not like either one of the teams. <laughs> uh, Hill being a big rival. Danny, why don't you go first? I'm going to go Edina gets the sweep on this one. I think they have more of a scoring punch on their top line. And so, on their top line. Okay. All right. Good enough. Okay. Um, Carl, you are up. They they also got shut out by Minnetonka and tied St. Louis Park. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they scored some goals there. But they just beat your number one team in the state. Congrats. (laughs) I'm picking Hill. <laughs> okay, well, this ought to be an interesting one because Hill's kind of a rival. They got a little bee in your bonnet about Hill, and you got a dine in here, two of the more hated teams for you, Jackson. Which one are you going to pick to sweep this week? Uh, I'll probably have to go with Hill just because uh, Edina is kind of, they're kind of like, I don't know, they're, they're a little inconsistent. And I don't know, I just feel like Hill is kind of more solid team. More well-rounded team. Sounds about right. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I'm gonna go Hill. So you got ganged up on there, Danny. So well, that's fair. Good luck with that one. All right, <laughs> we're down to game three. This is uh, I'm gonna quote someone from uh, our podcast team that, but we'll rename nameless. Um, uh, St. Paul Johnson versus South St. Paul. And the person on our show said, hmm, that would have been a great game to pick in 1964. Yes. Some snobs on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a good game. It's a Section 4 game. I don't think either of these two teams um, will make much noise in Section 4A, but I st- at the end of the day, it's still a pretty good matchup. Carl, Mr. Snob himself, who do you like? I, I've been outed, but... Um... <laughs> Since since Johnson hasn't played much yet, just because of some restrictions there, um, I'm going to go with South St. Paul to save a few more games for the belt. Okay. Jackson, you're familiar with this side of town. What do you like? Yeah, I'll go with South St. Paul, too. I know I know a lot of their guys, so yeah. probably, probably stay true to them. Who do you know on their team that would stand out in this game? Uh, Probably Reed Clunder. I mean, I'm not too close to them, but I know – I know Luke McClellan too really well. I I grew up with him. Uh, we went to grade school together. So that's cool. Cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. I think St. Paul Johnson's gonna have a decent team. Um, I'm not sure they're gonna get out of the blocks like like uh, like Carl was talking about. But I'll take him anyway, just because I'm a city kid. So I'll go St. Paul Johnson. I'm gonna go Governors as well. Are you? Yeah. Well, they got some talent. There's <laughs> that's for sure. And with the South St. Paul lost to Simley. <laughs> A little nervous about picking the Packers. Yeah. 
All right, so this is your Simley's game. got a solid team. What's that? Simley's got a solid team. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right, Jackson, this is your first pick. You get to go first on this one. Uh, the one of the most storied rivals in our uh, state's great history, Roseau and World. Where is this game being played? This game is getting played at Roseau at Memorial. All right, so the place holds a hundred and fifty. Yeah, it, it's going to hold. <laughs> I will bet there's going to be more than a hundred fifty people at the Memorial. Anyone want to take that money? I think the VFW is probably rocking over twenty five percent. There, yes, there's going to be more yeah. than one hundred fifty people in this game. I guarantee it. Okay. Just hope the crowd pans don't get anyone in trouble. Uh, Jackson, who do you like in this one? The Rams from Double A or the Upstart uh, Warriors from Single A? Yeah, I'll probably go with the Warriors. Really, I Ooh. like that. Yeah, I like that pick. I think they're both really good teams. This ought to be a really good game. Yeah, I um, agree. I'm going to take the double-A team. This is Rozo's year to make it to state. This this would be a team you guys might play, so you might want to tune in and check <laughs> out Rozo. Um, I'm going Rozo. I, I, I'm I going to agree with you. I think Rozo's on a – this game's going to be a slugfest. I think this is going to be a five-to-four type of game. Yeah. And it's going to go – Rozo's been scoring goals, and they've been scoring goals in bunches. All right. Let's hear it, Carl. Are you going to go against the, the cadet here, or are you going to go yeah. with him? I, th- I think we'll, we'll leave Jackson all alone here. I, I like I like the way Rosa's looking so far. Okay. All right. Can you handle that, Jackson? We just island you. Put you on an island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, we're going to put you on an island again, I think. I think. I don't know. I'm going first. Uh, St. Thomas County, do they travel to Simley down to the Invergrove Heights Veterans Memorial Memorial Institute Arena. The benches face each other. No, I did not write that down. Okay, what's it? Do you know where the game is, Jackson? It is your game. Yeah, yeah, it's at it's at that Memorial Center (laughs) with a swimming pool and a gymnastics center, and yeah, it's It's great. Actually, the building is cool. Yeah. Yeah, used to play the section games there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you like the rink? I like the rink. It's cool rank, actually. Yeah, yeah. I it, it's actually really cool because when you when you have a lot of fans there, like the student crowds are on different sides. They're mm-hmm. they're like facing each other, and it's it's yeah. pretty cool. That's the best. Yep. Yeah, good, yeah. That, from that barn perspective, it's a good little barn, but the parking lot's weird. It's it's just a little bit odd. Yeah, but it's yeah. a great setup. I mean, as far as the architecture of the building is. It is great. I haven't been there. The last time I was there, I was coaching, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, summer yeah. showcase got kicked out of the lake. Yeah, that way. Good, good job. Good job. <laughs> Mooning okay. incident. I'm going first. You know, is, is I think we're, I'm going to pick one of the biggest upsets in regular season high school <laughs> hockey history. Wow. <laughs> can you think of it? Oh, wait. This, this upset I can... may even be as big as Irondale beating... White Bear last year. So I'm going Simley. Anyone see that? Anyone feeling it? I, well, I'm not picking against St. Thomas. Oh, oh, God. Sorry. Forgot about that. <laughs> I bet I get Carl to do it. Carl? Eh, I, I, I bear your boldness, Tony, but I, I, I'm i a little too sane for that. St. Thomas. Okay. All right. Thank you, Carl. What's that, Jackson? <laughs> I knew Carl would come around from the 
I, I've seen the light now. <laughs> I'm starting to see that there's a uh, a pattern here. The the pick'em trick is now on me, not the guest. But that's fine. I can take that. I'll take it for the team. If we can get we can get everybody some laughs. And, and Jackson, you all, you, my, go for it. Go ahead. No, no, go for it. I was I was just gonna say that my freshman year, Tony picked South St. Paul against us. And we beat them like nine one. This from the guy who never <laughs> listens to our show. It's a Thomas locker rooms. <laughs> yes, yes. This Tony's just creating bulletin board material out of nothing. And then uh, my sophomore, my sophomore year in the state tournament, Carl, you picked um, Duluth East against us. You, you guys I all mean, did actually. I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm contractually obligated to do that. So, and I, I well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I was calling that game, so I I don't know why I picked anybody in that game. Yeah, I know, I know. On my show, a neutral on observer, you are. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, well, I think that's all we have here, Tony. That'll do it for the show. Um, well, I'm gonna let Jackson pick the game. <laughs> oh, I think I know who he's gonna pick. We we already I mean, know. You that. never know. Yeah, I'll pick St. Thomas. Okay, All right. fine. Well, you've got some <laughs> you got some good picks. Uh, it's been a fantastic show. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, the Red and Black League. Thanks to Danny and Carl, and a huge shout out uh, to Coach Randolph for joining us, and as well for Jackson Hallam. Jackson, good luck to your team the rest of the year. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on as well. It's been a great show. We'll be back uh, next week with a full show. We'll see you guys around the rink.